Hello everyone, welcome, I'm Vernon Kerr. This is the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. With the Six Nations back in full floor this week, I'm in the England camp catching up with... To be fair, it was, it was really nice, I loved it. Like, I, I had no complaints, like, I had a TV, I had a sofa, <laughs> I was made up. I don't think Ben could say the same about his fridge. Yes, it's England flanker Tom Curry. I don't really back myself with keeping it alive. <laughs> that, that's the problem with... Uh... <laughs> that's the problem. As well as my chat with Tom, Red Rose Centurion, Katie Daly McLean, lays down her three tracks. And it was just a really lovely moment of kind of smiley faces and a really nice, happy song. And England forward Poppy Cleal tells us more about her life away from the rugby field. I've got to set my alarm before 8am. I don't tend to be a happy person. But first, let's get stuck into my chat with Tom Curry. We are here at Penny Hill Park and we're sat opposite Tom Curry. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Hello. Tom, this is the first time we've actually officially met. Very nice to meet you. Now, earlier on, we were in here with Owen Farrell, and there was a bit of banter about whether you are really a true northerner. So I know you play for Sale, uh, brought up in Crewe and Nantwich. So, Owen, we're just talking about whether he's a true northerner or not. Northern through and through. <laughs> it's not what you sound like, it's what's in here. <laughs> That's your captain, by the way. But, yeah, so tell us about where, where did you grow up? Hang on. If Owen was to ask the question, where did you grow up and why have you not got northern accents? So I grew up in the north, <laughs> exclusively the north. No, um, so yeah, we were born in London, lived there for six, seven years. And then, uh, yeah, moved up to the north and uh, yeah, grew up uh, crew in Antwich. And you, you moved up for, was there any particular reason why you moved from... Uh, a lot of our families up there. Basically, the whole family's on the same road now. Oh, so really? Literally, yeah, literally so everyone's together. it's like neighbours? Yeah, probably, probably a bit more hostile. So, so all right, well, well hang on a minute. If, if, if there's, so how many houses have part of your family in them? Uh, three. All right, three houses. So on game day, who gets priority when it comes to tickets? Uh, to be fair, everyone's, everyone's pretty... Oh, do you get taken care of? We do, we do all right, don't we? What's it like being one of the younger members of this current England squad? Is it good fun? Is there lots of banter from the lads? Yeah, definitely. Um, it is really good fun. Obviously, they do, they do take care of you. But then, yeah, no, there's definitely times where they probably don't, <laughs> and you do get it. You do get it quite a lot from the from the senior players. So. But just watching you and Owen chucking a bit of fun around, it's quite nice to witness. It's quite nice to observe that you've got a senior member of the squad who's giving you a bit of grief. But actually, you know that at the back of his mind, he's thinking, "I've got to look after this kid." Yeah, no. As I said, they have been really good, not just off the field, but on the field as well, with with developing as a player. They've been really good. Well, let's go back to the first time you got an England cap and you put on the shirt. What was going through your your mind? I would imagine. I mean, I've never been a professional athlete yet. Yes. You're, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Got the goal. Exact producer. Yet, but I would imagine that you're quite nervous. Yeah, definitely. You know, whenever you. Even if it was under 18s, under 20s, and luckily um, full international, you're always extremely nervous to represent your country, and it is a massive honour. But as I said, like everyone was so welcoming, and you know you got the whole week. Uh, luckily, we went on tour, so we had a bit longer to prepare for the game. So yeah, obviously there's, there's different thoughts, but the preparation's so good that it kind of goes out the back of your mind. Everyone's pushing forward, and you just get stuck into the game. It's really good. Twickenham, huge audience, 80,000 people. It's an insane environment. How do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? I'd say that with coping with everyone watching, it's just you've got so many roles and responsibilities, you know, little details that you have to focus on that focuses you the whole time. So are, are you consciously aware that there's 80,000 people watching you or after five minutes does it just evaporate and it just becomes noise? Yeah, I, I, 
So obviously I've not had a huge amount of experience, but I kind of just get it all all done in the in the anthem. Just right. try and take in the occasion because obviously it's a very special occasion. Of course it is. But, you know, once once that's over, you know, you you've got to think about your job, your role, your responsibility for the team. I always cry for the national anthem. It is a huge thing in the rugby culture, isn't it, for every single nation? It's mega it's special. Once you're in there and you, you've been selected, firstly, and then it kind of all calms down. You get to think about it. What people do you think about who've helped you on your journey to become a professional, full international? Uh, yeah, obviously, as you said, the close family. We are, we're a really close family. Most of us play rugby. We've got a couple of footballers here and there. But yeah, no, at the top of that is definitely my dad. Obviously, my brother's, he's been huge. He's been there right the way through. But I'm speaking on behalf of my brother as well. It, it would be. Because you're a twin, right? Yeah, it would be definitely my dad. I remember one time we, there was this bridge that go over the motorway and there was steps either side. And it was like nine or ten o'clock in the evening. And he'd, take, he'd run us to there and make us jump up these steps and everything. Wow, so so from, from day dot, your your dad's kind of like right. Come on, lads, let's get fit. Yeah, let's get it, get involved. But I, I say that as if it was like one of those pushy parents. Like it was obviously, he he loves his rugby and he understood kind of what it took because he went pretty well at his rugby as well. So yeah, no, he he, he was huge in that. Nice. What's it like being a twin? I just say it's all right. Like I, I don't really know how to explain it because I've always had it. Like obviously, it's nice to have someone you can share a house with, someone who you can share a car with. You know, it, it does reduce the cost. Um, but yeah, no, no, it is good to have always someone around. But Ben's older by, by 90 minutes. 90, that's what I'm told, yeah. That's an hour and a half. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a very long time. Yeah. Are you telepathic in any way? Because the only reason why I ask is my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, <laughs> she's a twin as well. And we get birthday cards sent to my daughters from obviously Auntie Kathleen and Granny Sill. They both send us, without knowing... Exactly the same birthday card every year. Isn't that weird? They go to the same shop for the birthday card. They buy exactly the same birthday card every year. Is there anything like that with you and your kid? Not at all, no. They're probably having... All that build-up for nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, at probably... least you make it up. They're probably Why having you on. teaching me the training. <laughs> yeah. Always make the interviewer happy. <laughs> probably having God. you on a bit. Yeah, um, no, but it's true. Yeah, no, to be fair, like, well, obviously when you grow up with someone for so long bring it back to the rugby you do know what they're going to do and you know, you know their traits and, and how they're going to react to things so it, it does make things easier have you um, ever pretended to be him once but like it's it a bit pointless because the teacher never found out so we got to the end and it was just a bit of an anti-climax because <laughs> nothing really happened like they never found out um but yeah no we we basically so we we just get called the curries now no one really cares who's who and uh, was rugby your choice or you said that your dad played a lot of rugby as well obviously was it something that was always around the house? So there was never a choice between rugby, football, fishing, other sports, golf? Yeah, yeah, we, we always, basically, on a Sunday, we do rugby in the morning at, what, 9, 10, and then we get, get the old curtain on the back of the car because we're muddy, and then literally go shoot off to the football. And then in the summer, it'd just be cricket the whole time. So, yeah, no, we, we always did sport. We were quite a sporty like, family. Everyone basically did everything, so... It sounds like you've got a real nice, tight family group. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, you know, Christmas is probably get a bit chaotic, whoever's hosting it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it no. in turns of the three houses on yeah. the road? Yeah, well, we've got cousins down south, so we, we usually go there as well. Ah. Um, so no, it is a bit of a rotation. How do the cousins down south, what's the transition like from being down south to up north? Do you take them round like all the coal mines that are up north <laughs> and the locks and the canals? Yeah, and we try and like toughen that. them up a bit. Yeah, get them down the mill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> We'll be back with Tom shortly, but right now let's hear how England fly half Katie Daly-McLean fared when she took on the Three Tracks Challenge. Katie, take it away. 
first one, um, Michael Jackson, They Don't Care About Us, was kind of one of those songs that you listen to in the change rooms. Uh, we listened to it before we played New Zealand. It was the first times in 2009 at Twickenham when we went on to beat them. I think every time I hear that song, it just brings me back to being in the change rooms with the girls um, and just what, what a great feeling that was for us. My second one was Bill Withers' A Lovely Day, a bit of an, an old classic, but it was a song we walked into post being married and into kind of our, our lunch. And it was just a really lovely moment of kind of smiley faces and a really nice, happy song. And my third one is my first cap song, which was Dirty Dancing, obviously classic time of my life. Um, and it was just that, that kind of song, every time I hear it, it reminded how bad I sang it at my first cap. And did you do the movie as well? No, I didn't. <laughs> By that point, I was about to cry. I think I was that bad. <laughs> Don't miss your chance to watch Katie and Cole in action in the women's Six Nations at either of their remaining home fixtures in Exeter and Twickenham. Just head to englandrugby.com forward slash tickets. Or if you're heading to watch the men front up against Scotland, be sure to stick around after the game to cheer on the Red Roses. Hi, this is Marley Packer and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast O2 Inside Line. When you stepped onto the field, for the first time in an England jersey as a senior member of the squad. Which one player did you look up to? Which one player did you kind of, whose game during practice do you observe? Obviously the Lions, were, they were all away, so we were missing you know, huge players like Owen, Mako, all those sorts of players. So it, having Chris Robshaw there was huge. You know, obviously same position, someone that you've looked up to throughout your whole, I say career, but throughout your whole childhood. So yeah, no, having, having him was around was, was, was very special. And to have someone like that who's been a captain, natural leader, but not only that, just a nice bloke. Very nice, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Exactly. It, it must be great from your perspective as a young guy who's coming into the squad wanting to learn to have someone like that in your corner. Yeah, definitely. It does make everything you know, a lot easier. And especially, as he said, you know, it is, it is a massive experience. And to definitely have someone of, of that character was huge for us. Is there a hierarchy when it comes to travelling with England? Like, because you're relatively young, are you shoved at the back? So the bus is, is, is the front of the bus. So the young ones at the front, vets at the back? Uh, it's, it's kind of mixed in the middle and the front. But yeah, no, it's definitely Chris Ashton at the back lording it up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind me saying that. Doesn't say, he won't, he, he won't <laughs> he mind does. at all. Yeah, of it's course. true. Do you have yeah. any little... Good luck charms that you put in your locker, in your little cube. That no, you get, I got rid. I got rid of all my lucky stuff. I'm trying to get rid of the. I've got this this switch thing going on at the minute. What's that? Do you know how there's the sockets? Do you know they've got this switch, and if they're on, they're red at the top. Right. Really irritates me to like put, <laughs> put it away. So like get it back to like so they're both even and down. Oh, you and, mean like a plug socket? Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, I'm, it's turning a little bit into a lucky thing. And I'm trying to get rid of it. I, I don't like stuff like that. It's, it's just your mind's worried about, oh, have I done this, have I done that? It's not down to what the preparation you've done, and that's ultimately what's going to lead to your success. So. Let me ask you a question about what it's like playing rugby up in Sale. How, how's that for you, being in a rugby union team up north? Good. I think Steve Diamond kind of epitomises it, the hard northern mentality, really. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's really good. It's good fun. And do you socialise in Manchester? Where do you go out? Where do you hang out? Do you uh, get ID'd? I'd... I bet you get ID'd a lot, don't you? Yes, if I don't shave. If, <laughs> if I shave, I mean... Uh, no, I can't go a bit. Yeah, just... I'd... I like my fields and stuff, so... Just stay in Ultram, really. Right, oh, I'll just kick about. Have you got yeah. a dog? No, I can't. I don't really back myself with keeping it alive. <laughs> that, that's the problem with... Uh... <laughs> that's the problem. So I can't get a dog. Tom, I like your honesty. I'm going to ask you a really daft question. It's one that you've been asked a million times, I know. But what's your favourite curry? Oh, don't. Uh, it's a korma. I really like a korma. <laughs> it's a horrible question. Not the tough and northern lad that you make, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Not at all. I hate spice. <laughs> you hate spice? <laughs> Can't stand it. Really? <laughs> That's a southerner in me. All right, we'll take that. There was some banter earlier on about the gym. Do you consider yourself a gym rat? No, no, no. It's just nice to like get out and, you know, it's pretty social. Do you see the gym benefiting your game a lot because we know we live in an era now where a lot of men in particular are all conscious of the way their body looks uh, and they train for the way it looks not necessarily the way it performs but for you I would imagine it's completely different the more you work out the more cardio you do the more weights you do your performance will gradually get better because of a result of everything that you've done yeah definitely um, it definitely enhances I wouldn't say if you if you are strong and big it, it doesn't make you a good rugby player you know you've still got to work on everything else that comes into it um, but yeah no it definitely helps with injury prevention being strong in different positions and that's where you you know you've got to take other things into consideration like flexibility uh making sure your prehab your rehab's all good and th- and then being strong does enhance that nice and um your first sit down meeting sorry drop me notes i actually have notes <laughs> ladies and gentlemen your sit first sit down meeting with eddie jones because when i sat down with him we spent some time with him in the middle of last summer and he completely blew me away and we all walked away from that conversation feeling a million dollars He's like, this guy is the Don. When he introduced himself to you, can you remember the conversation and what he, he said and what he wanted from you as a team player? The first question was, which, which flankers do you watch? And obviously I just I, I named a couple, you know, Hooper and Pocock were big two, three years ago after the World Cup. I've always watched Francois Lowe, but he, he was just George Smith, just watched George Smith, um, just saying like what he wants from a seven. And, and George Smith was the epitome of that, really. And he, he just said, look, there's a lot of tape. George Smith watch that. Just, uh, yeah just go away and watch George and when you're on the field training with the lads how does Eddie interact with you personally on the field with training being so young in the squad I, I doubt you get special treatment but no probably the opposite you know he's very hard you know he, he high standards doesn't drop for anyone uh, no matter what the age there's no difference from how he'd probably treat Owen to how he'd treat me everyone everyone wants high standards and that's what you need to kind of be the best oh I love that yeah, I'm ready to go. I am ready to go. Uh, who do you room with? At the minute, it's, it's, Cal, it's Luke Cow and Dickie. Oh, really? So it's my first time with them, so we'll see how it goes. We're one day in. and I, Have you set your uh, stall out early? What do you mean? Like, which side of the room your bed is on? He, I, I've, I've Are you no near pro- the window or near the door? I've got no priority. I'm near the door. Oh, he, really? He, he get, everyone gets first pick over me. and then So in Portugal, it was... Um, a villa of four and it was uh, two beds in two rooms and uh, it was me Ben Earl, Mike Brown Henry Slade and uh, Henry Slade and Mike Brown obviously took the room each and then we had to move our single beds into the kitchen and the lounge <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and to be fair it was, it was really nice I loved it like I, I had no complaints like I had a tv I had a sofa <laughs> I was made up I don't think Ben Earl could say the same about his fridge um but yeah no it was good it was good crack <laughs> Laid down the law there, those two boys. Yeah, they did pull rank on us. Yeah, good, great. big time though. Like, <laughs> big time. Uh, you're in the kitchen, you're in the living room. <laughs> wow. No, it's good. We, we obviously we were, we were very um, welcoming to the idea. Yeah, of course, because there's a great team spirit now. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there's a big tournament coming up at the end mm. of the year, and Eddie's all about stepping stones. He's all about building blocks, and it must be great to be a part of that whole journey. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I've, I've not been the whole way, but you know, even from two years ago, it's moved on massively. And as you said, like the team spirit's only going to get better um, as, as we gel closer off the field. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely a real good vibe in camp. Hi, this is Mario Toje, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line.
More from my chat with Tom coming soon, but first, England forward Poppy Cleal reveals what she likes to get up to when she's not on the pitch. Hello, I'm Poppy Cleal, and this is my life away from the game. I'm most definitely a night owl, so I like to stay up, watch some sport, um, listen to some music. I'm not about getting up early. If I've got to set my alarm before 8am, I don't tend to be a happy person. My guilty pleasures would probably be Italian food, so something along the lines of a prezzo or a pizza or anything carb-related. My favourite place on earth, probably Australia. I like the, the look of the beach, the sun, the sea, and just everything about Australia whenever I see it on a postcard. So to relax, I like to watch any version of sport I can, so whether that's football, rugby, hockey, netball, UFC... Boxing, golf, absolutely anything. So if there's a sport on, I'm probably watching it and I know about it. Apps on my phone, I'd have to be Instagram. So I just like the fact that you can look at a picture, read little or nothing, and then just go on to the next one. Who do I hang out with and why? I probably like to hang out with people on the team like Marley Packer, uh, Rachel Burford. They're just really nice, fun-loving people to be around with, positive And they also have the same sort of attitude and mindset I do, so it's nice to be around with people like that. And my dream sporting ticket would have to be the Ryder Cup. Team Europe, obviously. There you go. Big golf fan, Poppy. I will see you at the links. Next up, the final part of my chat with Tom. All right, Tom, so you're only 20. And you, where did you say you live in Altrincham? Altrincham, hell yeah. So what do you do in your spare time when you're not in training, not playing? How do you kick back? How do you relax? A lot of sleep, no. Um, <laughs> just say sit in the dark room. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not that boring. Uh, so recently, golf, getting into it at the minute. So, do you, Are you having lessons for your golf? Yes. Yeah, that's essential. Need, yeah, it is pretty essential. Do you, do you drive? You said earlier on that you share a car with your brother. We've moved on since then. That car got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a great, yeah. Are you obsessive about your diet? Are you one of these people who will have a kale salad for lunch and all that kind of stuff? No, not a kale salad. I'm not that dull. <laughs> um, it, it's a huge part. To be fair, I hate the kitchen. I hate going in it. I hate cooking. Um, I just like the eating. Well, you're all right, because you've got half your family next door. And next door <laughs> exactly. one, nip round to there. I wish it was that easy. No, it's basically anything that's got chicken, sweet potato, steak, pasta, just the real essentials. So all, you get all the protein in, get all the carbs in, make sure it's all balanced and all that. Get your macros Good terminology. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. When you go out though, and when when you socialise, if you were to walk down any high street in the UK, what kind of restaurant would you choose? Well, it depends. I'm very like, I'm not fussy, but I just like very. It depends what mood I'm in, but I usually like I'm really into my Pizza Express. Oh really? Love a pizza. Laren? No, Americano. Oh. Uh, it used to be the um, what's the one where they fold it in half? Calzone. It used to be Calzone, but they've stopped doing that. So we still ask, and occasionally, occasionally people actually do it, and it's like the best day ever. <laughs> but like, they don't do it anymore, I'm gutted. When was the last time you went on a lad's holiday? Have you ever been on a lad's holiday? Yeah, last summer, so after the tour, we'll hopefully go on a golf one this summer, but after, after the tour, uh, a few of the extra lads and Jack Singleton, we, we went to uh, Havar in Croatia. Where are you going to go on your golfing holiday? God knows. I'll let don't go co- to Portugal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a bit sick of Portugal now. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's not too organised at the minute, but uh, hopefully it'll be good enough by then. I think I'm playing off of, what's the maximum handicap, 36? <laughs> I think I'm playing off that in a minute, so hopefully get that down to about 28 and I'll be happy. All right, nice. It's been an absolute joy. Yeah, it's, it's been good. Really nice to meet you, and good luck with everything. I, I sound like one of those uncles from number 43 down the road. <laughs> uh, but all the best. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tom, for that. First time I've sat down and had a chat with him. What a nice bloke. You've been listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Big thanks to all of our guests, Tom Curry, Katie Daly-McLean and Poppy Cleal. Don't forget to check out the official England Rugby social channels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for more content. And leave us a cheeky review wherever you get your podcast from if you can. We'll bring you more exclusive interviews from your favourite England players next week. Until then, though, adios. Au revoir. See you later.